This episode originally aired December 3rd, 2015. Sometimes the holidays are more stressful than maybe they should be. In this episode, we'll take a look at some strategies you can employ to reduce your holiday stress. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquit, as usual. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing well. How are you today, Harlan? I am fantastic. So, today we're talking about satisfying your relatives during the holidays and what it takes to survive the holiday season as an adult. Um, so, there is this, uh, is this... Is this a study from Stanford University? Uh, it's not really a study so much as it is uh, something the assistant director of Stanford's faculty and staff help center. Uh, she talks about some of the pressures that come under and and sort of that the research shows uh, make the dif- the holidays difficult for people in family relationships, which is all of us, right? We all have family relationships. And so one of the things that she points out is uh, that people, she says, people want to belong and feel connected during the holidays. This desire can be so strong that we overextend ourselves emotionally, physically, and financially. And then she goes on to say, examples of this include spending money to travel to be with family and loved ones, even though your finances are limited. She talks about buying gifts that you can't afford, attending social family functions because we feel like we have to or because we feel like we should. And then also on our end, maybe preparing an elaborate or perfect meal or celebration. So we put all the stress on ourselves to provide the perfect atmosphere for somebody else. So it's this sort of thin line. And she talks about how all of these pressures can combine to create a holiday season that isn't quite as cheerful as we'd like it to be. Well, we just want to enjoy this time with our families and friends and loved ones. Uh, So, you know, this, uh, does this pressure really need to be there? Are we putting too much pressure on ourselves? Is there any way that we can, you know, we can avoid this? And that's hard (laughs) because it is hard to kind of get beyond that. Uh, I know that what's, what's interesting is uh, a lot of the time these holidays are tied up in faith traditions. And as we get older, we may be stepping away a little bit from our faith traditions, the faith traditions of our youth. And that is something I am dealing with right now is stepping away from the faith tradition of my youth. And how do I go about that? Uh, The nice thing about celebrating Christmas is that in a lot of ways, it's really not about Christmas. It's not about Jesus for a lot of people. And so it's more of a wider cultural phenomenon. So there is that element of, of it being a little bit easier from that standpoint. But at the same time, there are still some family expectations and some family uh, things that are talked about in in my faith tradition during the Christmas uh, 
for us the Christmas season. So I don't know. Uh, I'm navigating that right now, trying to figure out how do I back slowly away from my faith tradition while still enjoying that family holiday spirit. I don't know. Is that something that you have to deal with as well, uh, Harlan? No, it's been a little bit different for me. Um, well, first of all, uh, I am Jewish and, uh, you know, religion wasn't always a big part of my household, um, except to the extent that I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it something, um, that I was pursuing on my own, if not, you know, actively in my, in my house with my family. My brother and I grew up, uh, celebrating Hanukkah, um, which unlike Christmas is not a major holiday for, uh, for the Jewish religion. Um, the way that Christmas perhaps is for the Christian religion. However, because it happened around the same time as Christmas, uh, more attention is given to this holiday and in the tradition of gift giving, it is something that, you know, my parents did want to make as part of our experience growing up. At the same time, we also recognize that while we were celebrating Hanukkah, the rest of our environment um, was celebrating Christmas. So we were, you know, I don't think we had a Christmas tree, but we certainly did understand that Christmas was more than just a religious holiday in the United States. It was something that, you know, is kind of out there and is secular and people are participating in. And my parents were certainly um, interested in having us as children um, be a part of the society that was around us. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we participated in some Christmas like things like giving gifts, uh, for Christmas. Um, if, if not, you know, going all out. In fact, you know, I kind of, it, it was a line that I was always, uh, you know, kind of on even when I was, was pretty young. And I know that my parents like telling this story, but, you know, I, they uh, brought me to the mall. We were doing some holiday shopping. And, of course, there was a Santa Claus dressed up in the mall. And he came up to me and said, Merry Christmas. And I said, uh, Happy Hanukkah in response to him. And he was taken aback. Um, didn't know what to say. And, of course, this this I, I lived in an area at the time that did not have... Um, as much representation, um, you know, and diversity that, you know, some of the places that I lived in later on in life. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a funny, uh, funny experience and, um, you know, for some kid to say something to Santa that he didn't expect, but it's all about family. I mean, my mother's probably more on the side of, you know, of Wiccan even, you know, kind of celebrating nature and celebrating earth and everything more so than, you know, um, making something more Judeo-Christian out of the holiday season. Right. And that's kind of interesting as well as this idea of, well, maybe I want to incorporate more of the kind of uh, Wiccan or pagan or solstice related mm -hmm. activities into my situation. Well, the rest of my family has no understanding of, of that sort of side of things. And it's kind of an interesting line that you do have to walk. And then once again, uh, we have this whole, as uh, they mentioned in, from the Stanford article, we have this whole thing of, okay, so not only do we have these traditional type expectations of us, but 
we feel like things have to be perfect for the holidays. We have to have perfect decorations. We have to have this perfect meal. We have to have this perfect party. We have to find the perfect gift for who, whoever it is we're giving this gift to. Everything has to be perfect. And I think that's one of the things that makes the holidays so challenging. So how do we kind of get beyond that? How do we deal with this idea of perfection during the holidays? Well, we have to let go of this burden. I mean, this is a huge burden. And it, maybe it's hard for me to understand because I've never had to deal with it in this in this way. But there, there's no reason that anything has to be perfect in our lives. We can just do our best to create the best environment for spending time with our family. Uh, and, you know, this idea that we have to live up to some expectation, which I think probably comes more from the media than it comes from anything else when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the pressure to, to, to have a, a holiday set up in such a way that everything is pristine. I, I, I guess I just don't get it. I mean, you know, even, even the people I've been close to who have celebrated Christmas don't feel this kind of pressure, uh, because, you know, I think, I think there's an understanding that we just don't have to be perfect. We just try to put together, you know, what we need in order for our family to feel comfortable um, and to feel the love that we have for each other. And certainly that's not going to come from some kind of pristine demonstration or display. Uh, so 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 I don't know. I mean, you, you, you tell me how to deal with something <laughs> like that. Well, I think it's really difficult. Uh, and it's nice that you come from an environment where you didn't have to worry about that. Uh, but a lot of the time in the culture I was raised, there's a lot to do with image and the image you're projecting and the holidays have a lot to do with that, you know, uh, and I think part of that too, once you get to a certain point is, is learning how to set boundaries during the holiday season, whether it's, do I have to go to one more family party? Do, and that's one of the hard things too, is it's like, there's so much going on and do I have to go to every family party? Do I have to do all of these things? And I think setting boundaries is one of the ways that you can sort of step back and say, yes, I, I love you and I want to have this situation with you and I want to celebrate the holidays with you. But at the same time, this might be too much because we do. We have we have work. We have to worry about getting our own stuff together. And then do we really need to go to all these parties and find all these presents and take care of all this stuff? Yeah. And I think part of that is learning to set boundaries and, and try and figure out how to work with that. Sure. I think, you know, I've, I've probably benefited in some way from having a smaller family. Um, and I know a lot of people will, you know, if they have seven siblings as adults, they've got a lot of people to pay attention to when it comes around, when the holidays come around, which, which, you know, that's, that's gotta be difficult to juggle. And I understand that completely. And just, having a plan and saying, listen, I can't see your family this year, but next year, you know, you can visit me and I'll visit, you know, and then someone else, I'll visit somebody else. And then the year after that, you, you just have to set up a plan that makes sense and just explain to everybody that we have a lot of responsibilities. This is the way we're going to make it work. And it's not going to be what everybody wants at everybody at, at any one time, but at the same time, you know, every, everyone else is juggling the same responsibilities. So I think they're going to get it. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is it goes back to what we've talked about in the past about that uh, communication and being up front with what you can and cannot do, whether it's saying, hey, uh, let's let's set up a gift exchange exchange. That's fine. But 
because with my family this year, I have four siblings and uh, I have one sibling's got four children, another sibling has three children, and then another sibling is going to have two children by the time we get to Christmas. And so there's a lot of children running around. There's a lot of us siblings to begin with. And finally this year, one of uh, my siblings just sent a family, we have a family group text, just sent a text and said, hey, this year, uh, are we just going to draw names out and just do, rather than trying to find gifts for every family or everybody, uh, let's just do this one gift exchange where we draw names out. And just kind of communicating and just being up front and saying, hey, uh, this is what I would like to do. That can help. And we were all like, hey, that's a super fantastic idea. Let's set up a gift exchange for the kids where, you know, you draw a name out of the hat and that's the cousin that you get your your present for. And then the rest of us will draw a name out of the hat and that's the adult person that we'll get a present for. And then that way it kind of limits the stress that you're under and it and it limits things a little bit. But it's just that simple thing where you give yourself permission to say, hey, let's try something new and then communicate that. Yeah. So we, I think in every episode that we've done so far, we've talked about, you know, communication. I think that's probably the biggest key to everything adult related. Um, you know, when the stress of the holidays comes upon you, communication can be all the more difficult. Um, and that's where we get, that's where we get hooked up. Um, maybe there is something that we can do when we have this stress of the holidays to allow the communication to flow a lot easier. So we're not having stress as being this communication filter that's changing the way we communicate to our loved ones, um, you know, at a time that our communication needs to be clear. So maybe there's some specific de-stressing things that we can do during the holidays to allow ourselves to be open to better communication. And that's, that's, that's probably one of the keys. It's just, you know, we know that this is going to be a stressful time. We know that we have to communicate. So how do we communicate properly at a stressful time? And the only way to do that is, is probably to, to deal with stress a lot better than we're used to we're used to dealing with stress. There are two things that I like to do. Uh, the first is getting a weekly massage, um, and that really helps me de-stress and let go of some of the things that I'm holding on to. But you know that requires some time, and it and depending on how you do it, it might require some money. So that isn't for everybody. Um, you know, I think a daily meditation is something, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can do that on a more regular basis. Just following some guided meditation will definitely help you relieve stress and allow the communication lines to open more freely. I've seen it happen in relationships. I know it works. So uh, all you have to do is look for some guided meditation online. Maybe just do 10 minutes a day and that will help your stress level immensely. And perhaps there's some holiday related guided meditation that you could do that makes it appropriate for the season. Um, you start it now, you'll probably stick with it, um, you know, on a more regular basis because you'll just get so much benefit out of it. Um, you'll understand yourself a little bit more and you'll be able to communicate. Yeah. And, and part of it too, I think is what we, we have these great technological tools that to a certain degree do allow us to disconnect a little bit 
from the situation. And while we're always talking about, oh, we need to connect more and we need to be more personal. No, sometimes, especially when we're very stressed out and we're very frantic and we're really struggling, sometimes what we do need is a little bit of that space and a little bit of that disconnect. And I find that it is easier if I can sit down, if I can compose a text message uh, and not send it immediately. We never send things immediately, whether it's email or texting or, or a social media post, you never do it immediately. You should always stop and think about it. But I find that sometimes it is easier for me to communicate through written word because of who I am and how I operate and, and my uh, sort of ten- tendency toward introversion. And uh, also because I've been socialized both as a woman and in my particular culture to uh, avoid conflict. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is. And so it's, sometimes it's easier for me to express myself in sort of a written manner. And so if I can take 10 to 15 minutes to compose a a text message that I feel comfortable with and then I can think about it for a little bit and then send it and have that sort of delay and have that space uh, between me sending it and the person getting it. Sometimes that's easier than having to like sit down with somebody face to face and actually hash out an issue you are struggling with. If you can, if you can send a quick text and say, uh, and maybe not a not so quick text, but if you can send a text that says, Hey, I'd really like to come to the Christmas party, but I can't make it. Uh, uh, love you. See you next time or love you. See you at uh, Sunday dinner or whatever it is. Uh, if you can send that rather than have to like sit there and see them face to face and to try and deal with this situation, sometimes that distance helps. And sometimes you need that space. Yeah. For me, what I like, what, what I've realized is that a lot of the stress that I get from you know, if, if I have to offer some bad news or if I have to say something that, um, you know, uh, might get a reaction that I don't like, the longer I wait and the longer I let it stew, the more that stress just mm-hmm. festers. When, when there's something that you have to communicate, you know, first of all, realize that you're probably uh, overestimating the fierceness of the response that you'll get. Um, a lot of times it's all built in your head that, you know, someone's going to respond, you know, totally uh, out of control to this bad news, you know, saying, I can't make it for the holidays. You think that they're going to, you know, be I'm sure they'll be disappointed if it's if they wanted to see you. But at the same time, uh, it's not going to be as devastating to them as you probably think it is. Um, they will get by. They will understand that you cannot make it to the Christmas party or whatever it happens to be. Or, you know, I, the news could be a whole lot worse than that, too. But still, it's something that they can get over. And if they're rational people, they will, relatively rational people, they'll, they'll react in a way that you can handle. But it's, it's this buildup that's where all the stress comes from. So if you can avoid the buildup, by going out there, taking a deep breath and preparing yourself and addressing the issue, then it's usually not as bad as just letting it fester inside of your brain. What's going to happen if I, you know, when I finally approach this person about this issue? One way to get rid of the holiday stress is to face what you feel are these communication challenges, deal with it, and then, and then it's over. And then you can let go of the stress. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too. A lot of the time we put this stuff on ourselves and 
we, <laughs> we expect too much of ourselves. And sometimes we need to stop and say, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, who, who, who's putting this on me? And a lot of the time it is ourselves and being able to step back. And, and a lot of the time we're not giving other people enough credit. We're like, Oh, you, you know, we're not giving them enough credit to be understanding and kind. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing to do while we're thinking about giving other people credit is also remember that maybe somebody else is having stress as well. And a lot of the time when we're sitting here and thinking about ourselves and saying, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? We forget that maybe somebody else is in a stressful situation. And so maybe we also need to be polite and understanding of other boundaries, other people's boundaries, and also be understanding if they can't do something you want them to do. We're always talking about, hey, make other people understand me. But sometimes we also need to understand other people, especially during this time of year. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's a great point. And it's all part of having an adult relationship is is listening and understanding what other people are going through. And if there's an opportunity for you to help somebody deal with their stress, it goes a long way, um, not only to help them relieve some of their stress, but you will come off of this uh, feeling good about yourself and will help you um, perhaps relieve some of the pressure you're feeling on yourself as well, even though the results is you uh, doing more because you're you're helping somebody. Uh, but the way I see it, you know, the, doing something for somebody else helps relieve the pressure off of you, and that's just as important. For sure. So, what are some of the do nows then that we can do as we get ready to move into holiday season high gear? What are some of the do nows that our listeners can focus on uh, moving forward? Well, I think uh, the first thing is to identify these biggest stressors, figure out what it is that's causing you to have anxiety or to be upset around the holidays. And it may be something simple um, like, uh, you know, not being able to uh, get a gift that you want for somebody, or it could be just the whole feeling of uh, trying to put together the perfect situation for a whole family, or it could be the fact that it's the holiday season and you don't have the people in your life that you want the people, you know, you, the, the people that you want in your life. So there, there are a lot of different things, a lot of different ways to be, to feel stressed around the holidays. So if you can outline them down on paper, you can start to address them and figure out a plan on how to handle each one individually, um, breaking it down so you're not overwhelmed by one huge thing and just seeing what the little things are that you can work on that will eventually lead to this idea of having a stress-free holiday season if it's even possible. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point is, is just identifying uh, the deal breakers. There are some things that we do just because we feel like we need, to, we need to do them for other people. Sometimes that's just the way it is. But figure out your biggest issues and figure out the deal breakers so that you can better uh, step up to the other sort of uh, duties that you might have. Uh, and then another thing, too, is to practice enforcing boundaries. Uh, a lot of the time we're like, oh, well, this is I'm not going to do this. But then we turn around and do it. Uh, and I think part of it is is practice on these small things. Find a couple small things to kind of practice enforcing boundaries, get used to being assertive so that you're you're prepared and so that you're ready to kind of own that when the time comes. 
Yeah, being able to say no is always a great skill to have. And it's it's hard, especially for people pleasers. You know, I'm a people pleaser. Miranda, you probably are too. Uh, so it's it, it's very hard for us to say no sometimes. But, but yes, you have to say no. You have to put some limits around what you're willing to do. Because if you don't, then people will see that you're the one who's always willing to do things. So you will have more responsibilities kind of loaded onto you until until you properly give people um, an understanding of what your limits are. And they might change over time. It's not like you, you know, just because you did something one year, you have to do it again. Or because you were unable to do something one year that you can't do it again. You know, you can't do it the next year. You know, these everything is flexible nothing is permanent but you have to be able to communicate uh what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do so that you can live a healthy life yourself um uh, that's the most important thing that's definitely a good point uh you do need to take care of yourself because then you won't be able to take care of anybody else if you end up in a breakdown situation (laughs) absolutely so (laughs) now we have a listener question So this question is, what do you do if your family members want to know why you're skipping out on something? So what do you do? (laughs) If you say, no, I can't make it. And then they're like, well, why? And the real, the real reason is you just, you're too stressed or you don't want to come or there's something else you'd rather be doing. Uh, What do you say? (laughs) Well, there are definitely two different paths to take here. You could be totally honest um, uh, and say, well, I mean, whatever the reason happens to be. Um, or you can say, listen, you know, the timing's bad and, uh, you know, we have some other, some other thing that we have to take care of. I mean, you can make up an excuse. And I think the approach, you know, I'm, I'm all for honesty as much as possible, but we've got to understand that, you know, people have feelings that are in play and you don't want to burn any bridges with relationships. So sometimes you do have to kind of, uh, you know, just tiptoe around an issue or be careful with the way you frame something, um, you know, without, without outright lying, because that's never good and you will get caught. Um, (laughs) you you don't want to say anything that is totally untrue. So such that, you know, if you get caught, you will, you know, will burn those bridges. You know, you can't say, I can't go out with you tomorrow night because I have to stay home. And then if they run into you the next night and you're out with some other friends, then you have some explaining to do. Um, right. So you, you don't, you don't want to lie, but you, you want to be sensitive to the way people need to hear whatever it is that you're saying. Yeah, have, having the core of honesty there is important, and then you know you might just have to blanket that in some way that it's not going to hurt somebody's feelings if they don't understand the position that you're coming in, and nothing you say will help them understand that position. Right. Yeah, and I, I think too, to a certain degree, I mean, in some ways, it, my first instinct is, hey, it's none of your damn business. But uh, but at the same time, like you said, sometimes they, they, they want to know, you know, what's more important than me. And to, to a certain degree, you do have to kind of tiptoe around it. One of the things I do is just so, you know, it's just like you were saying before, you know, it just it's just not working right now. Or, you know, I've just got a lot going on. And what if we can, what if we get together sometime after the holidays? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's more about offering an alternative uh, to let them know that you care and you do want to hang out with them and you do wish you could be there. Uh, sometimes you, you just have to have an alternative where you say, 
uh, I just, I'm sorry, I really can't do it right now. But what if we make a plan to do something after this time is over? Yeah, I think that's a great idea, having an alternative so that, you know, they still feel that you're making them a priority while, uh, while not giving them exactly what they want at any specific time. Right. All right. On that note, I think uh, we're good for this episode. So join us next week um, and certainly uh, visit us at adulting.tv to uh, take a look at what we discussed uh, today and uh, find some additional resources that might come in handy as you're trying to relieve holiday related stress and survive. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.